Episode 2 of the Bro C, your number one bro hosted OC rewatch or first time watching podcast. Um, I'm your host, John Anderson. Joining me this week, as always, hope, is Alex O'Neill and Tyler Treese. Say hello, guys. Hi. You're making that intro really ominous when you add, like, we hope. Like, yeah, I mean, like. Oh, yeah. You know what? Let me. Well, because you never know what's going to happen in season three, man. Tyler, for sure, his days are numbered. Like, just yeah, look, like, I feel just like. Look like at him. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna get a replace. Much, I'm very you know, I'll, I'll I'll make it a little friendlier for for episode three. But like, you know, you gotta plant those seeds. If there's anything I've learned from the OC, you gotta plant those seeds early. Um, like, is it gonna be like Roseanne, where uh, I get replaced by like a hotter version of me? Like, you bring in another person to play Tyler <laughs> well, Trees? The, much the weird thing is, actually, we're just gonna bring in Becky number two. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> she's a huge OC fan. Whoever, whoever, uh, we're yeah, just whatever her name is, we're gonna get her uh, for for season three, and then we'll. Did they revert back to Becky number one at some point? Yes, they did, and then and they then went they... back to Becky number two. No shit. Yeah, Nuh-uh. really happens. Becky with the good hair. Uh, like yes, <laughs> and they have them. I'm pretty sure they have them both on an episode for some weird reason at some point. Roseanne is a show that I don't have a lot of experience with, but I understand probably got really bad, right? Like, don't they win the lottery and then it's all a dream? Yeah. So last season's real weird. And I know it's weird to talk about Roseanne on an OC show, but, like, I feel like they're very really. I love Roseanne. Roseanne was the OC of the 90s. <laughs> Tom Ar- No, that's not true, man. I know. That is, like, just the falsest thing. Um, uh, this is, like, directly, like, you trace is directly near to 90210. Uh, uh, no, you're right. No, uh, Roseanne has a real rough start, right? And then when Roseanne buys the diner, it hits its stride, and then it's, like, good for three years, and then it gets bad at the end. When does Roseanne become a cage fighter? Uh, that's season four. <laughs> season four. <laughs> it's a real weird thing, right? Yeah. Sick like, dude, man. I mean, that lady was crazy with power. She literally put her real-life husband on that television program, right? Like, for no I, good reason. I think. Tom Arnold point. was on it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. God, that guy. He yeah. just did the best damn sports show. That guy is the... Well... <laughs> now so, on to the OC. What are the we OC doing season here, folks? one, episode two? <laughs> yeah, uh, the OC episode one. Excuse me, season one, episode two, the model home. Um, hey guys, just putting that out there. That's perhaps a double entendre. There's a, there's a, a second meaning to that. Um, well, you know what? We can look into this meaning from the episode description, courtesy of CWC. The <laughs> last one I have for the first season. What they said. Uh, and indiscriminately mediocre service until they pay us to say otherwise. Yes, yes. Uh, they say, with nowhere left to go, Ryan sets up shop in a cozy, vacant model home. <laughs> Wait, that's a really bad, bad... <laughs> these, are really, uh, these are all terrible. They're all one yeah, sentence. That, the first one at least said, welcome to the OC, bitch. Yeah, um, it started um, off so good. But I like how so, like, they like describe this house as cozy, and it's so not cozy. It's so not cozy. It's like cozy if you've been living in like the like the empty astrodome in houston uh which i think is a, a thing people go to like urban spelunking or um, you're just crazy john or, it was or i'm crazy you. or i'm crazy <laughs> that's also plausible so i think before we get to uh the episode rundown as we do because i'm sure all you guys listen to our pilot episode um which was also oddly enough based on the oc pilot episode weird how that weird, happened right? yeah. um we've got our OC news. Dun, 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 OC dun, update. Dun, 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 dun. Breaking news from the OC. So at this, by the time you're listening to this, this was probably about a month ago. Um, just the telegram wire had to get across the Pacific Ocean. Um, so, uh, so Marissa, uh, Marissa Cooper, she posted a picture to her Instagram. Um, I, I think <laughs> she did. Yeah, she did, and it's real bad. So uh, she posted a picture of herself on the back this. of a yacht uh, okay. and in a bikini. And uh, she says, I'm truly is, It's all good so far. It's all good yeah, so far. 
totally consistent with Marissa Cooper Instagram. Um, and then uh, her post is about uh, Alton Sterling, who is a uh, a black man who was recently killed by killed by police officers. Um, and it's, I mean, you know, stuff has been real crazy lately, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a, it's an absolute tragedy. Um, the the thing about it is the post she says like the, the her block of text uh referencing this shooting totally good stuff to say bikini picture also nah. a good thing it's a okay. good thing independently good things separate two good things that together are horrible <laughs> objectively this, uh, it seems like this picture no longer exists on instagram you're you're it is it is no longer on marissa cooper's instagram which glad she's g- realized that was a bad idea luckily some many many people screen capped this and wrote articles about it uh is just incredibly incredibly um insensitive you know um what isn't insensitive uh is i don't know i was i actually didn't really have a good transition back to 2003 well, i do have a tw- i do have a twitter uh post from uh marissa cooper uh, she says, I'm human, I'm not perfect, and I'm sorry if my Instagram post went out of context. I didn't mean to offend anyone. And, uh, yeah, I mean, to an extent, that's uh, that's that's a 75% apology. At least it's not the uh, the complete non-apology. I'm like, I'm sorry if this post offended everyone, uh, someone. Um, so I'm going to give her an apology a solid C letter grade. Okay. Or, uh, I, I, I the finally video... found this Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just yeah. love the blog of text, <laughs> and, then, and then Marissa on the. Yeah, at least she stayed in shape. The, the bikini picture is quite nice. I mean, Marissa Cooper definitely hit some some rough patches. Like, I'm not like I don't want to be on the, in the sport of like like judging women or, or, or whatever. But like, she apparently she she did some rough living, uh, is my understanding. Um, at, rough at points in her life, like she, she you know. Might even mirror future episodes of the the OC. I mean, who could say? Who could really say? Who knows? Um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm glad she kind of realized this was an error, or some someone of her people realized this is an error. Like again, Marissa, charm life, two things are that are good: bikini pictures and being woke. Uh, these are both good things. <laughs> Together. Uh. Maybe they just don't play well. They don't. It doesn't play to the crowd very well. It's, it, there's a real good reason people were offended by this because you are just showing a picture of yourself indulging in all your privilege and and n- on a really n- nice boat too. Yeah, not yes, saying it, you it, haven't worked hard in your life. Not saying you haven't worked hard in your life, but like indulging in in this life while people are out there, frankly you know, di- dying. dying. Yeah. Yes. So, so um, that's well. Sad. I don't think anything dramatic has come out of uh, Ryan Atwood on Gotham. So, at least you know some some eggs are spoiled. I've never seen that program, but is Batman? Yeah, go ahead, John. Well, I was going to ask if Batman had showed up yet. Um, Bruce Wayne is a child Mm. on that uh, show, so not no. So, are we Uh, saying the OC takes place officially in the uh, the DC cinematic universe? I think so. Yeah, (sighs) I mean, probably. Uh, Gotham is a terrible television show, and well, <laughs> any, anyone who thinks otherwise is a crazy person. But the OC is a great television show, and that's why we're. And, I mean, uh, how crazy are we talking about? Julie Cooper crazy, like Julie Cooper crazy, hmm. like I, yeah. Well, that's a that's a whole our Gotham rewatch podcast. Yeah. So be. in 2017, <laughs> no shit. 2017 is next year. Yeah. Um, in 2027. <laughs> in 2027, when we start our, our Gotham uh, rewatch podcast, man, I hope that show does not last very long. God, I hope not. Because I don't want to. I don't want to really have to do that. It's getting a third season, so hopefully it'll get to season four and uh, Ryan Atwood goes back to cage fighting. So, oh man, have there been any like OC guest appearances on on Gotham? No, I don't think so. I feel like that's one of the funnest things in. Um, in television is when you like in it you you sort of cheekily in a cheeky manner reunite um casts from previous television shows like i i just that's a great 
that's a great thing to do. You get a cheap pop. Yeah, it works really well. Um, and it's it's also for people that are fans of like where they're coming from, super surreal. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the model house, the model home. Is that what it's, it's called? The model home, right? The model home. Yes, the model home. The model home. Yeah. So um, basically, you know, after the last episode, Kirsten makes it clear that that Ryan is no not really super welcome in their home. Uh, she's concerned about the the tr- trouble Seth has gotten into, and mm-hmm. they're uh, they're under agreement that that child protective services. Uh, will they'll, they'll turn Ryan over to them, and they basically set him up to go into a, a group foster care home, uh, which just sounds horrible. Um, that that sounds like absolutely the worst thing. Um, and then uh, they kind of come up the the kids, the gang comes up with a plan to sort of avoid that. I refer to them repeatedly in my notes as the boys. <laughs> it's D A and then B O Y Z, all caps every time. So I feel like mm-hmm. when we're really when the show really hits its stride, let's we're just auction off. Uh, we'll autograph our notes and auction it off on eBay, uh, and then twenty five percent of that will go to charity, and seventy five percent of that will go to 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 me. To I mean to, us. To I mean bo- us. To, to Booker Anderson's college fund. Yes, to, we all to, know where it's actually going. <laughs> to Du Bois. Uh, um, to Du Bois. But uh, you know, I have an interest. I have a quote that uh, that Seth wrote because you know Sandy's trying to look at the bright side and say, oh, you know, kids his age get placed into, you know, good foster homes and stuff. And Seth, like, says um, something along the lines of, oh, sure, Dad, everyone wants a brand new teenager. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, gosh, man, if you really think about it, super bleak. Yeah. Because, um, you know, there are probably real kids in the, this situation. I know. Uh, oh, totally, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I was personally, so here's probably where I start my, like, way too sappy oh this is how i relate to the oc in a less much less glamorous way is like i was fortunate enough to be taken in by my uh uh my parents when i was uh a, a somewhat troubled 16 year old and now i've turned into this wildly successful 30 something I mean, wildly successful mildly successful <laughs> okay 30 <laughs> something guy um who's relatively well adjusted you know so i think like if i could go back to like a young ryan atwood at this point and just say hey man there's there is hope, you know stuff will stuff will be okay, uh, but it, it, this is probably one of the, those key moments where I'm like, oh yeah, you know this show, uh, there's there's some interesting parts that I, I super relate to here. See, I've never had the chance to have this type of character growth because I've been perfect, you know, like ever since I got out the womb. So like, just, I mean, I, no arguments saying. here, Tyler. From where I'm sitting, both <laughs> of you are perfect. I'm just saying. Okay, well, I mean that's very flattering, John. Uh, I don't know, I like. This this episode really for me epitomized like the Seth Ryan relationship. Uh, that first scene, like when it starts up, when they're just sitting in the pool on the floaties, like oh god, just, like, oh, lazily f- splashing, like Dude, is so good. Their for- <laughs> their first pool scene together is just like like every time I think about that, and I'm just like, well, let's do a real quick check. Are is this how I feel about like my best friends in the world? Okay, yes, yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, then life's okay. Uh, and just like yeah them just like super lazy it's hot outside it's they're in a pool and it's like it's just absurd but i don't know it's it's just like a great introduction to uh kind of like how easily seth makes it easy for ryan to kind of fit in here uh and i i like that a lot yeah and you really see like where the the seeds of their friendship are starting to get planted they like have it seth is clearly not holding a grudge about the whole the whole thing with like summer Mm -hmm. um you know with with summer and ryan and i think that's like it's interesting because usually on a tv show you can you can spin a a misconception like that into a long arc where people hate each other yeah uh, so when we have eventually get to our gossip girl podcast that'll that'll be something we go into yeah like that that little like a uh, division between those two like it didn't even last the scene because like ryan's still at his buddy's back when he's getting beat up like so. the realist talk that's how it is with like your best friend right yeah like i could be beefing with you john but if somebody starts beating you up i'm getting in there taking them down and we mostly mean on twitter because like that's where tyler and me's friendship is is entirely developed they're like oh man this guy's i like this i like what this guy's saying on twitter and i'm sure tyler's like 
I like what this guy's saying on Twitter. Oh yeah, man! If somebody's like dissing you hardcore on Twitter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet back at him. Dude, I let me know next time some Gators come after you, man. I'm gonna sweep up. In Hell, there. he'll subtweet you. He doesn't even care. <laughs> Tyler has no rules. <laughs> no rules, just right. What is that? A that's a tagline too. Like it's, I don't know. Denny's. I don't the big know. thing. Denny's? Oh, that's <laughs> Outback lately. Steakhouse. It's Outback Steakhouse. Okay. Not a I've sponsor. Been like, sending really like asshole tweets to people and then muting them before so i never see their reply it just feels good to like get the last word in your head whenever i've had uh, we're tangentializing massively but whenever uh whenever i've had folks come after me uh of that that variety i do i'm like snappy response instantly block that happens so that happens to me and then like i'll check in a little bit later and hey nope my life is still totally in order uh, a free female friend of mine did very similar thing, completely doxed. Oh wow! Just yeah. all of her personal information on the internet. Um, Jiminy Christmas, that's just crazy. Yeah. I did have a block list of about fifteen thousand people, <laughs> and I recently, uh, I recently unblocked everybody, which was a time-consuming thing. Even though I was using this like website, I was supposed to unblock like everybody manually. But, like, it would freeze after I got the 500 or so. Oh, man. So, like, I had to, like, keep rebooting this website over and over again. But uh, I'm, I'm down to zero people blocked now. I just have a bunch of people muted. Uh, okay. I, I felt like I was giving them satisfaction by getting the block. So. Yeah. It's you give them closure. Idea. I didn't really, yeah, I should, I should check into that mute feature after people start hating on me for um, insulting Gossip Girl. Uh, <laughs> That's where the line is. It's it's the gossip girl lights. Or people that are like, you like Becky number two more than Becky number one on Roseanne? <laughs> I I don't know. She she does have better hair. Becky with a good Best hair. Does. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that, a, I'm referencing Beyonce at that point. Yeah, um, that makes a lot of sense. I feel like we're like 35 minutes into this episode and we haven't talked about this. Episode well, okay, see, let's take w- one quick tangent. What if? What if? Let's just put this out there. Okay. In Lemonade, the Beyonce thing. What if Becky with the good hair was actually Becky number two from Roseanne? Um, and that's wow. and that's who Jay-Z cheated with. I don't blame Jay-Z. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it, this is starting to, to fill in some theories that I've been having for the past couple of years. Uh, it all makes sense. Um, so coming in 2028 will be our uh, Lemonade rewatch podcast. <laughs> we actually just watch all the music videos from Lemonade. And, yeah. And kind so, of it'll be my them. first watch. I still haven't seen it. I mean, in 2027, you might have seen it. You probably won't. In 2034, you'll get there. Oh, man. Okay, so yeah. And then in 2028, we go back and listen to Kelly Rowland's albums and podcast about that. Man, our schedule's just filling up really quick. Oh, my gosh. We are so busy. Support us on Patreon at the Rewatch Podcast. Sorry, what, what is this show about again? Um, It's about when, like, Ryan was like, hey, uh, I'm not welcome here. And then he tried to leave. Oh my gosh! And then he was gonna. So this this episode should have been called, um, "Okay, Ryan, your plan was bad. Here's a here's a, also a bad plan." And let's hey, let's this. burn down a house. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, this was a bad plan. So I don't know, burn light some on fire. Yeah, it's it's good because Seth is like, "Hey, man, you shouldn't do this," and then Marissa is like, "Hey, man, you shouldn't do this." He's like. I probably should stay. <laughs> yeah, and then and then literally Seth is like, dude, seriously, like I just said the same thing, and now you're gonna stay because Marissa says you're gonna stay. And He's if you like, really yeah. think about it, like they replaced a horrible plan with like a like a horrible plan. I've in my notes it just says what a horrible plan. Um, the, to go move into an unfinished model home. Yeah, I mean it's but fine. Don't, don't worry because Seth says. I'm telling you, Ryan, this plan is foolproof. <laughs> Seth, you're it's, supposed to be the brains of this operation. And this there's is also like a great character moment between uh, Seth and Marissa where they're talking about music. Where oh, man. I have a conversation here. Ryan says, what kind of music do you listen to? Marissa says, right now, punk. Seth replies like super sarcastically. He says, yeah, I am sorry, but Avril Lavigne doesn't count as punk. <laughs> Marissa goes, oh, yeah? What about the cramps, stiff little fingers, the clash, sex pistols? And then Seth is like fucking, sorry, Seth is like so disappointed <laughs> that he he's so sad by the realization that he listens to the same exact music. And he says, I listen to the same music as Marissa Cooper. I think I have to kill myself. 
<laughs> Which also <laughs> also like not a cool thing a to joke about anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, this, this is a running hilarious thing in this episode. I just want to point out that that is the like most boilerplate list of punk bands. Like you, it was Wikipedia in a thing in two thousand three. Somebody like no, somebody looked at Encarta, uh, uh, the, the 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 encyclopedia on CD-ROM and typed they in punk rocks. And then those like, bands came up, and they're like, "These are the ones we'll use." This is like the most okay. Yeah, this, no, these are the bands that that John Cusack talked about in High Fidelity. These are punk rock so, bands. Um, also, skater punk Seth is like super psyched that there's an empty pole outside, so you can skate. Oh, oh yeah, is, that that is so that is pretty great. Would like also Seth Cohen, the real person. It seems like that wasn't a stunt double. Like he skateboards. Yeah. He's pretty clearly he's like Jason Lee and Jace. Um, uh, yeah, he's that in in Gigi and Jace. Apparently, <laughs> I'm saying it Jace too much, but I listen to a lot of Peter Rosenberg, and I love that. I've never heard anyone else ever say. Yeah, Jace. literally just John Anderson. Yeah, okay. It's just I'm, John I'm making it mine. I'm making it mine. Oh no! Uh, just wait till I say Repug. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, I love that interaction. And you know, Ryan says punk, huh? And Marissa's like, I'm angry. what a great what a choice quote i love how like like marissa is the embodiment in a lot of ways of like white privilege and it's i don't like her like spoiled rich girl attitude is like even more so than like summer or any of the other characters on the show it's like super her uh because she's so she lacks any self-awareness oh yeah um like you know Often Seth is commenting on the absurdity of a particular situation, and mm-hmm. it's Marissa just whoosh right over. Right yeah, over and there. like I, you know, it's cool because it plays well off of like Ryan's whole like I clearly don't understand any of what you're going through. Yeah, uh, or like what you have, so it's 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 well used. But it's almost like they're from two different worlds. It's like they're. It's later. like somebody's like a fish out of water. It's like a fish out of water. Like a the fish, quintessential fish out of water story. Like a fish out of water. So, I mean, I do love the Seth Marissa stuff throughout this episode. Like, Mm -hmm. um, it's the first time they ever interact, right? They've interacted as they've been, uh, well, on the show, yeah. Um, we've established their next door neighbors, but like, obviously, Marissa is much in a running in a different crew than Seth because Seth is not running in any crew because he does no friends. But Mm. yeah, they kind of touch on this a bit where, uh, like, uh, Marissa thinks Seth's being stuck up. When it's really like such just awkward, right? There, there are misconceptions uh, that they each have about each other. Mm-hmm. Like the idea, Seth, and granted, Seth does think he is better than these people from Newport, but at least, at least better than Luke, right? He thinks yeah. he's being re- like sort of shunned from this, and like there's the idea from from Marissa, who's very much into this being in uh, being from Newport. That that Seth, you know, has this air of superiority, and that's why they don't they don't talk. So, um, I think the the running gag of them having misconceptions about each other, and then realizing how similar they actually are. Like later, there's like uh, I think like a Kerouac reference or something, which is again real deep, guys. Way to deep cuts. Way to just scrape uh, down into like real obscurity. Um, this is professional wrestling, right? Like they got to make sure somebody in the, the people in the cheap she- seats uh, get it. But, but you know, it is a, it is a f- really fun gag yeah, throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I pop at the next uh, or next little bit of bonding we have here coming up in a scene uh, pretty soon. Yeah, um, like yeah. Sandy comes back and, and Ryan's gone, so he immediately goes to Seth, uh, who's with Marissa, correct? Um, something like that. Like, wasn't he like sneaking out and then? Uh, Marissa's also trying to sneak. I forget exactly what. Yeah, they're, they're because they're gonna they're gonna go get food later on, but they're trying. To, um, see here. Yeah, they're talking on the phone. Uh, like I don't know. It's because it, like of course Sandy calls the cops because uh you know he's a lawyer. And... Well, I think it was his wife he called the cops. Yeah, because like Sandy know Sandy's from the Bronx and he knows that snitches get stitches. Yeah. <laughs> what's up? What's up? Yeah, uh, yeah, like, I know. Like it's talkers I, get walkers, Kirsten. Yeah, that's Woo. what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it's them kind of like regrouping to and both kind of getting stopped and one one part we didn't mention. There's a really awful scene where uh, 
this is before Ryan and Seth um, move out to the model home, but they're, uh, Seth's trying to sneak out, and uh, uh, he, his dad comes in <laughs> while he's packing up, and Seth does like the worst acting like ever, trying to convince him he was sleeping. Which, which, and then he's just like, "I don't want to talk about it, Dad." Which is kind of <laughs> like true. Like when you're a teenager, man, you are so bad at lying. Oh, it's the worst. Like, like in hindsight, I just realized how much shit my parents were just letting me like just get, get away, away with. with. They were just like yeah. getting let me get away with stuff, and like they must have laughed afterwards. Like that kid thinks he's like, getting away with this shit for real. Like, <laughs> oh my god, what a what an idiot children are. They are just so dumb. Uh, I can't yeah. wait to do this with my own child. Like it it's masterclass manipulation. I mean, it's that's going to be parenthood. so good. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm in my 30s now, and I still never, like, I've never just been like, hey, you know that time? Like, you knew. You knew, right? Like, you knew. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, you know, it's... it's but Sandy Cohen it. doesn't know, because Sandy Cohen is apparently a real dum-dum. Yeah. Just a big sweetheart. But he's, you know, he's so trusting. Well, remember he... that time he got hit by that train? No. And then Sandra Bullock, like, <laughs> saved him or something? <laughs> Uh, I don't know how much we can include in the OC cinematic universe. I don't <laughs> know how much we're allowed canon. to include. I might be a... Are you, are, we, are you guys retconning out while you were sleeping? I think we have I mean, to. That might have been like World 2, Sandy Cohen. Okay. Yeah. Jeff Daniels Earth 2 Cohen. Movie, right? Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. So I like the cuts back to Ryan like also like doing pull-ups on the construction equipment. Yeah. Uh, so you like... I literally John have a note like, here. How, how is he doing in such great group? <laughs> like, like, that's why he's in such great shape. Yeah, he's, just he's doing the work. Grind on wherever he is. What's with that like weird wristband that he wears? The leather strap, dude. Yeah. Okay, so if you would go into a mall in 2003 and you would walk into like any of the stores that are clearly like, you know, if you go into just we'll just ramp up in fanciness of preppy garbage. You go to an Aeropostale, and then you go to an American Eagle, and then you go to Abercrombie Fitch. You are going to find varying levels of quality of uh, leather bracelets, uh, hookah shell uh, necklaces, like various beaded necklaces meant for men, like sort of in like a choker style. I'm just going to put this out there. I definitely didn't wear any stuff like this. You for sure did. I definitely Abs- didn't. Absolutely oh, you did, A thousand John. percent did not dress like Absolutely. This. I can... I can't see a world in which you didn't, honestly. So you will not – so I'm just going to say stop right now. Don't try to find my old MySpace or whatever. Like there is – Google it right now. I have so my phone in my hand. No, so there is – it's almost certain that I never – I definitely didn't wear anything like this. I don't even try to look for pictures. But like I'm just saying like it was It was, It was. was a part – it was, you know, it was – yeah, leather leather straps, man. You were wearing leather bracelets. Men were doing that and it was. it was a look. It was a look that I definitely never did. <laughs> for sure never <laughs> for sure for sure percent. never did yeah as a 20 uh, 20 year old yep nope um well aside from your fashion choices in the early 2000s gosh I, there's probably a picture of me with a pop collar definitely not that <laughs> almost def- definitely almost not definitely. i uh yeah i don't know like you know it was a bad plan when they're like setting up a tent in a model home <laughs> i don't understand that um there's literally a roof there already <laughs> yeah i mean the point of like a tent is to protect you from the elements but you have four walls and a roof around you so yeah i mean if things would have gotten more serious around a bit with marissa and ryan at this episode i feel like there's something really there's something about getting getting romantic in a tent that is a thing yeah i mean sure. we didn't even like mention like luke hanging out with julie like this is clearly like the boyfriend that the parents like Oh, I mean, they, they start, they start, um, Julie Cooper starts dropping some of those, some of those hints now, like some suggestions that somehow Marissa should stay with her high school boyfriend forever. Yeah. That's real weird. Like she says, like they've invested so much in him. Yeah. They are 16. Yeah. Right. That's like the, that's the grossest thing to hear from your parents like ever. Yeah. Um. It's it, like, but again, like I mentioned in the last episode, you you can sort of understand where she's coming from in some ways that, um, like she, in a way it's, it's almost really sweet that she doesn't want, she doesn't want to Marissa to have to like worry about 
uh, not having stuff or whatever in a, yeah. in a way. Uh, she, she like she wants her to be set. Yeah, like she thought she did. Yeah, like she thinks she is right now, or perpetually thinks she does. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Also, uh, Marissa's like sort of excuse to get out of uh, going with Luke is is pretty funny about going to get a wax and then trying to convince Luke that he should go get a manicure. Yeah. Um, Play, again, playing on his insecurities, just yo, like dude, right you off should, the bat. You should legit like go get a manicure, man. It's like luxurious, man. It's really like. I really want to. I've always wanted to get one. Did definitely do the go mani pedi. Go go. The yeah, whole mani thing. pedi full show, like the whole thing. Oh man, get those get those feet massaged. Yep. It sounds like wonderful. I don't know why anyone would I might go do it after this. I'm gonna be frank. Like all I have scheduled today is this and a haircut. So I might just work a pedicure into that. <laughs> there you go. You're set. There you go. That'll tell you a little bit about, you know, John's kinda wildly successful. I'm mildly yeah, successful. Successful. <laughs> mildly successful. Mildly um, successful. I don't know, like when you can afford a pedicure, a mani pedi even. Like you're not just getting one. You're not just getting the other both combined both like, like you like go to like a, a nearly classy place that offers you a glass of wine but it's rosé <laughs> it's like rosé so <laughs> this is like uh later in this episode we see like i don't know what the restaurant that they hang out is is called oh, i don't um, i don't know the name of the diner but the the thing on the pier they go to but like the the what the OC season i don't know if it it comes later in the season because this, the first season is twenty seven episodes. We didn't, which we didn't talk on last last episode. It's like super long. What is this from the sixties or something? Well, I they know, do right? A, it's so crazy. they basically, you know, they did a uh, they did a summer season, mm-hmm. uh, like the the stuff they did in August, and I I, I forget exactly the air, the broadcast schedule. But the stuff they did in August and September, um, they were sort of like a, a break there, and then they started. They had like a fall premiere. Or whatever, so it was kind of like a season and a half in a way. Um, Jeez, I'm just thinking. Yeah, I ran weekly from August 5th to September 16th, and then there was a break until October 29th. Yeah, so they did. They did sort of that break. I I don't know if they ordered more episodes like after the summer premiere. They had had to. This I'm not even. This shit was. It was so big. It was. It's like not. It's hard to even describe how how. uh, Yeah, I mean, like millions of was. Of viewers, like it, it clearly did super well, especially like for a genre that like I for people to be watching it years later on a wildly successful podcast like the Bro C has to be a hit. Yeah, yeah. You find us at thebroc.com. That's the bro dash c dot com. (laughs) Yeah, um, but like one thing that I noticed in the show, and again, I know like they end up hanging out at like a restaurant. They find a place right when when people get like part time jobs and stuff. Uh, as a high school story is all to have, uh, is like the the OC needed like a place, right? Like your hangout spot. Uh, this you know, like this diner is kind of in this episode, but it doesn't really come back that much. Doesn't really have that. So the reason why they do go to the the diner is because Marissa and Seth bring uh bring Ryan a bunch of supplies, mm-hmm. but they didn't bother to bring him any food. Yeah. <laughs> But it it leads to like just this scene of just pure joy, which is not super common on this show. But like the them uh, skateboarding and and riding, you know, Ryan's riding his bike and Marissa's riding on the pegs on the back, and it's just they're just kind of like at the pier and just kind of having a really good time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a, a pic- montage session. It's there. just a picture of joy. Uh, yeah, it is. A, it is a pretty good, pretty good montage. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so it's. At the- Oh, go ahead. Sorry. At the diner, Marissa and Seth find out they have the same favorite book on the right. <laughs> yeah. So, like, they just keep having stuff in common, which I love. That's... I wasn't, like, when I was watching this for the first time, which, again, was recent, uh, I was not sure if they were, like, trying to ship this Seth-Marissa relationship at all. I was really confused. Oh. Well, hey, everybody's hot for each other right now. You know, Summer was coming on to Ryan... You know, everything's up here. There's uh, teenage hormones. Um, it was just a big pile of sex. That's all teenagehood is. But, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, like, rolling into the into the Jimmy Cooper sort of story uh, real quick, we, we we glance over that, and he's clearly stressed out about, like, these financial dealings. Um, I think this is also the episode where he ends up taking a – is this where he takes a loan from uh, Kirsten? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, so he takes a, the loan from Kirsten for a hundred grand. But at least, like, a really good – 
line when he's like stressed out by all this stuff and uh and he's talking about does does Caitlin really need a pony? And she busts in and says, I love China. She's the prettiest pony. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Just, like China, the best character you never see. China, the pony. I, I like when like that stuff started happening to is just like the, the Julie Cooper grossness of like, yeah, she does need a pony. And like, what do you got to do to like figure this out? Just do it. To, to like, get a pony, like the guy, you know, she she refuses to talk to Jimmy about uh, his work stuff. Oh um, yeah, she doesn't like, want to hear it. Yeah, it's like, hey, we need to like, we need to figure something out. Yeah, as long as we're still rich, like you need to get this together. Yeah, and like it is all his fault, right? We as we we kind of get to later, but like zero support. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and then, uh, so back onto the like the main storyline, back at the the house, Marissa brings Ryan a uh, a mix CD. Yes, she does give him a mixtape. Yeah, um, the the new form mixtape, model tape. home tape, I believe it's called. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and so she went ahead and burned him a CD, and then uh, used MS Paint or something to come up with a cover for said CD printed that out put it in a cd there's a lot of effort that went into this yeah um and it's just so like, she's hot for ryan oh yeah we, we like, know that now like we for know sure. it we know it but like even even the the dumbest dude would would a thousand percent at this like you don't just make a mix cd for anybody i'm sorry i'm yeah, sorry even you know? i would have known <laughs> and that's saying something i like yeah i know it's it's cool like i like that this is very much a 2000s show, like an aughts show, and it, it like adapts like the kind of tropes from like previous generations. In 2016, really it's well. like, hey, I made this shared playlist on Spotify for you. Yeah, right. That would be the equivalent now. <laughs> check out this. Oh, check out this mix I I reblogged on on SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah. it's it's good. Like I <laughs> reblogged on SoundCloud. <laughs> uh, it's really good. I liked it. I appreciated it. It's good. Um. And then, oh, sorry, I forget. I'm, you know, I probably didn't do a great job of doing chronological order. Um, well, Luke arrives at the diner. Yeah, so they're at the diner, and um, they try the 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 boys, the boys, the boys. They try to sneak out the back. The boys, because they don't want to see Luke. <laughs> yeah, obvi. and somebody like was like, "Nope, you gotta go out the front." And they're like, "Oh crap!" Uh, and things just kind of escalate from there. Yeah, of um, course, Seth has to say something because he can't control himself. Yeah, but then freaking. Again, Luke is he like says to Seth, "Shut up, queer." And it's yeah, like, bad boy, Luke. Oh my gosh, man! Like that's that's not cool at all. It's not cool at all. I, it's worth it so, for the scene, like the companion scene to them hanging out on the beach and having fun on the pier is like them running off on Ryan's bike. Yeah, and then like the four Luke and his gang like well, popping out the diner. And the thing him is, all like the the, the, this led to some real good, real good lines. Like you got a real good Luke line in that he says. Yeah, Ryan I have has this all transcribed up. here. Oh, oh, so, got, he, so got, he's please, got his... Tyler. I got some of this. Uh, Luke Ward says, "Shut up, queer." And then Seth Cohen says, well, "At least I don't shave my chest." <laughs> Luke says, "What'd you say?" Marissa's like, "Luke, come on." And Seth said, "I just said you look nice in a sweater vest. It was a compliment." <laughs> and so they, he did not find it as a compliment, and then. Ryan like takes down his Assassin's Creed hoodie, and they're looking at each other. Oh, yeah. Ryan, can I say? Can I? Ryan, let me know when it's Luke Luke's turn because I want to say Luke's line. Say it. <clears throat> Go ahead and say it. You're a long way from eight mile. <laughs> oh man! Because he's oh, wearing a so hoodie, bad. and then there's that song about Eminem throwing up on his sweatshirt. Yep, Mama Spaghetti, man. Oh, so good. Oh, it's so, so good. good. Yeah. Ryan says, you know what I love about rich kids? Then he punches Luke, and then he says, nothing. <laughs> and Seth just thinks it's the coolest. He's the coolest, so that was though. Awesome. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. Oh, my God. Because they bring it up later. Seth is like, you know, Seth's talking to him. He's like, you know what I like about rich kids? Nothing. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. It's so, oh, it's, it's classic. He it's loves so it. Yeah. He loves it. So then they go back to the house. And uh, that's that's when their plan starts uh, falling apart. There, they're they're 
abjectly horrible plan uh, <laughs> falls apart to the surprise of literally only them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they do. The they, coops. they have um, the, um, the, like, the secret. They're first of many. The OC, if it has one trope that it reuses all the time, it's like them overhearing conversations that they're not supposed to hear. Uh, that happens several times. Like, like that happens this episode. It happens next episode. Yeah, it it is like it happens constantly on this show, <laughs> and it's like yeah, Jimmy Cooper and uh, Kirsten, uh, the when they like work out that loan. Yeah, so. they work out it, and then I just have in my notes. Looks like the plan wasn't foolproof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because yeah. uh, Luke follows Marissa to the model home. Um, sees her leaving, sees Ryan rush out, and then Luke runs in. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, sh- well, there's the party that Marissa's at. There? Oh, well, they're at another awesome party. I just didn't want to bring up the awesome party because I get, like, right. really John, long, you need to read. long for being at this, this dialogue out. Somebody, one of you, we need somebody to play Marissa and somebody to play Ryan. All right, I can play Marissa. Yeah. All right. I, Hit me. I, I okay. Copy oh my gosh! This is wow. Brilliant. This is deep. I'm screen capping this. <laughs> Marissa walks into model home as Ryan lights it with candles. Hallelujah is playing. Oh yeah, that's right. Hallelujah is playing. Is it? We who and who does that? Ver- is that like that's not like Ryan Adams, is it? It is not the original version. That's for sure. It is. It is not <laughs> it's the, not the choir original. Version. Hallelujah. <laughs> it is. Not, well, it's not like like a. It's very much like a, a sappy cover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she says, uh, this song reminds me of you. I thought you were with Luke. I was. Hesitates. I like the... You don't have to read that. That's, that's <laughs> line direction for you. These so good. I copied uh, and pasted these from uh, IMDb. I don't know why <laughs> I'm fun. here. I just wanted to see you. I mean, you're leaving tomorrow. And what if I never... We never... Maybe I could spend the night just to hang out. Uh, oh, geez. you can't stay. If you stay, if we spend the night, I, <laughs> I don't know that I could leave. Well, then don't. Yeah, you'll go back to school in the fall, and I'll just what? Hang around here, hiding like some ghost. Cops find me, and I'll have to disappear again. And he what moves closer. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, like, they gotta know what's happening. We're from two different worlds. <sighs> and a, scene. Takes a deep breath. Oh my god, it's not over yet? Holy no. shit, I'm so sorry, guys. Th- that's not true. I'm not like you. Go. <laughs> Please. Go. God, Ryan Atwood sounds like a moody vampire in this scene. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, and, and Tyler, that's when I'm she gonna, runs out. I'm going to say, that's when man, Luke comes thank in. Thank you yeah. so much for doing this. Um, this is probably going to be a regular feature of the show, uh, where where you copy and paste something from IMDb, and then um, we reenact it here oh, on the show. Dramatic readings. Yes, I thought this was the best thing we could do. I've got some Woo! more of that later on. Woo! That is so 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 good. Oh my gosh, uh, I got to turn the AC on in here because it's smoldering. Yeah. It's smoldering. Obviously, Luke shows up, and then they fight because... Yeah, I, I put Luke's Mean Street Posse finds Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, because, like, when the two of them are, like, standing behind Luke, and, like, the one guy, like, he's got, like, his arm, like, slouched, like, way too low. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's Pete Gas just, like... <laughs> yes! I, knew you got, I, I threw in some wrestling references into my notes just so I could bring them up for you, John. Thank you, thank you. Oh my gosh! And then, and then the house is like quickly on fire. Like <laughs> the whole house is quickly on. It's fire. a model home, man. They didn't put the fireproofing <laughs> stuff in there. It's just it's, it's, just... A, it's those moody candles, man. Here's but here's the first thing, it's right? So it's such a bad idea. Why do they have candles? It's, it's the worst thing because it doesn't have electricity. Have, no, I thought it had electricity. No, they, I thought they had like contractor lights set up. Yeah, they have like that? contractor lights, I think. But, but you can't if you're in an empty place, you can't have lights on. Dude, no wonder you guys had just had that scene like that with those candles in that tent. Yeah, dude. So sexy. Oh my gosh. Uh but like I don't know, it's that like that part where, you know, like they, they push Ryan down and he's like sitting in the burning room and then like you see Luke's hesitation. Mm-hmm. Uh like when he's about to dip. I don't know, like that's that's your first Luke moment. Yeah, no, yeah, it's Luke heroically saves him, proving that he's not the absolute pits. I yeah. have a I have a note here that says Luke shows a glimmer of good. 
<laughs> hope has come back to Luke's life. So yeah, the house I mean, is screwed. It burns. Yeah, up. the house is the house is screwed. I'm sure insurance will cover it. Uh, the you know there's some there's some stuff with the cops. Uh, Tyler, of course, step in when I when I start skipping stuff because you are apparently much better at note taking than me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Ryan is trying to hitchhike. Luke, Luke stops. Yeah, Luke. Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, we can't. You know. Let's keep this on the low, all right? Nobody, we don't talk about this this whole fire thing to anybody. Um, and then within minutes, <laughs> minutes after that, uh, they're they're back at the uh, they're back at the Cohens. Uh, the cops... yeah before before that though, uh, Sandy's talking to Seth, and Seth says he, Seth's already ratted out Ryan, like he's already screwed over. He, he broke under pressure. Sandy, yeah, he's like him. he's like it's yeah. he says it's his fault that the house burned down. And uh, he basically explains why he did it. He says, because he didn't want to go to a foster home. He didn't want to leave, and I didn't want him to leave either. Mm -hmm. It's like you forced me to live amongst these pod people, and the first cold person I meet, it's like you kick him out of the house. I did the Mm -hmm. best I could. So Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's it's good, man. It's like the, Sandy Cohen is the dad that you open up to. Uh, Yeah, he's tricking you. I mean, he's using... Uh, various tactics to trick uh, Seth into just dropping all the dimes. Yeah, so yeah. For a moment here, I thought they were going to become besties, Ryan and uh, Ryan and Luke. And I, I t- mm-hmm. like I tweeted out, "Crazy how burning how burning a model home can bring two people together." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like <laughs> the cops are pull up to Tyler's place <laughs> when when Luke picks up Ryan. It's it's still very looking for like model homes fires in Pennsylvania right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah. And Tyler's just trying to make friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's gonna take a few more episodes for you guys to really connect. Does the brosy end with like all of us burning the house together? <laughs> it's like, is that what? I hope so. I <laughs> end. Second right. episode ends. Yeah, it's true. One. Oh, sh- wait, Alex. As somebody who's had a home burn, um... <laughs> <laughs> very true. <laughs> yeah, did it bring you guys together? Can we just? I will that? say, Can me and my roommates one? were never closer than we were when we were all like together. It's it's upsetting though because all. My best friend and my two roommates were in the house when our neighboring house blew up and then it caught on fire. I was not I'm sorry, there. This so funny, I'm actually maybe like less close to all of them now because of that. Oh, wow. It divided you apart. So you're, yeah. you're Seth. They're Luke, Seth. And, they're Luke and, and Ryan. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. And- didn't but dude, just can we all just say thank you to Luke for showing up and saving your roommates? Yeah, it was really good of him. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was good when he pulled Gus, my cat, out of the house. He's not such a bad guy. He's like he beat bad. Gus up first, <laughs> but like he still helped him out at the end. Yeah, Gus, but like Gus then he confessed that he also participated in burning the house down. Yeah, which is end. what happens is like Ryan's like, okay, uh, yep, it was my fault. So the cop is like, okay. And then Luke is like, okay, it was also my fault. Cobb is like, oh, well, you're going to jail too. Um, and then they pan back <laughs> and over. And Sandy's like, but I'm their lawyer. And and oh, then... dude, Sandy's a good lawyer. Sandy's like, Ryan, don't say anything. Luke, don't say anything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, so good. good. So, so good. Good. Dude, that's I'm advice like, for everybody. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't say any. I don't care if you're innocent or guilty. Don't talk yeah. to cops. Don't talk to cops. Don't do it. Um, I don't like talk to anybody. Don't general, talk to anybody unless you're doing an OC podcast. Uh, this is the only time you're allowed. To don't talk. start an OC podcast. Yeah, we, don't do that though. We don't need competitors. This is us. This is yeah. This, this is our, us. Our this is our territory. territory. We need a monopoly on this. I I'll say like watching this for the first time, I had no idea. I'm like, this is episode two. They like Ryan gets in a fight. Kirsten's like, he needs to get out of the house. And then Ryan burns down Kirsten's model home. I'm like, how is this going to turn around in any way, shape, or form? <laughs> there is a great, great, great quote about that in a, like the beginning of episode three, which we'll talk about next episode. Where yeah, he's just like, where the hell do we go from here? Yeah, it goes places. Yeah, it goes places. So I have uh, I have one last note on this episode, and I let you guys uh, clean up anything um, you'd like to. Uh, 
But, you know, during the, the course of all this, the Coopers have ended up also on the driveway. Um, and they just pan over. And I think this is even before Uggs were popular. But Marissa is just wearing these just atrocious, <laughs> like, almost knee-high Ugg boots. And yeah. you're just like, oh, my I am so distracted by the horribleness of those shoes right now that I cannot, I can't even deal with this, the gravitas of the situation. Yeah. Uggs are <laughs> terrible, always have been terrible, but they were definitely popular in the early aughts. Thought they yeah. were. Yes. So, um, that about wraps it up for this episode. The boys, mm-hmm. well, not the boys. The boys. Uh, Ryan and Luke are taken off to, uh, to, to, to booking and, and then we're, uh, we're of course well told to, to, to join in next week. So, uh, on behalf of, uh, Tyler Treese, who's at Tyler Treese on Twitter and, uh, Alex O'Neill, who's at Alf Fighter on Twitter. I am John. Alf, pardon me, Alf Fighter Twenty Seven. Does somebody really have Alf Fighter? Uh, I do actually. So it's complicated. We don't have to get into it. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, we've got, we've got, we've got Luke about is an Alf Fighter. We've, we, got, we've got three seventy seasons. or so episodes to go. So we'll yeah. get to that. We'll get to that fascinating story at some point. So you can find me on Twitter. I'm at, at Hey John Anderson. That's H E Y J O N Anderson. Just no H in in John. There's an H in Hey. There's only one H in your handle. Only one H in my handle. Um, you decide where to place it. Yeah. So on behalf of my uh, my fantastic co-hosts, um, welcome to the OC, bitch. And she tied you to her kitchen chair. And she broke your throne. And she cut your hair. And from your lips she drew a Baby, I've been here before I've seen this room and I've walked this floor You know, I used to live alone before I knew you And I've seen your flag on the marble arch And love is not a victory march It's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah Hallelujah Still gotta say welcome to the bro C. Oh my god! Okay, for episode three, I'm gonna say welcome to the bro C, bitch. Welcome to the bro C, bitch. Welcome to the bro C, bitch. Welcome to the bro. It'll throw everybody off because they're so accustomed to saying welcome to.